turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Live from our spare rooms, we are not pre-recorded one iota today. No. If you take a look at uh, see us on Facebook, you can see our bright and shining faces on this Friday, the 29th of May. This is it, Kath. Uh, farewell to May, huh? This is it. It was quite the month. <laughs> it was quite the month. Mm-hmm. You and I had birthdays this month, right? Mm-hmm, which were thrilling. Yes, mm-hmm. very fun. And uh, we're still quarantined. However, we've got good news, right? We'll talk about that as the show goes on. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, the city burns. People are looting. uh, Lots of anger, lots of fear, lots of confusion. And, of course, um, people are are opining uh, on every subject of this. Uh, The murder of uh, George Floyd by police officer Derek Chauvin. He was arrested today. Police officer Chauvin, I should say, former police officer Chauvin was arrested today on third degree murder charges. Uh, This is a hard thing to cover because it's just so much and it envelops so many ideas of justice, racism, Amagio Day, Mm -hmm. all these different things that uh, make up the world today. So, Kath. How do you choose to talk about this, especially you and I on air? Well, I think it's a hard question. I mean, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about how to talk about it. I think this is the case for every person who has a radio program um, or often people who have TV programs. You just have to figure out how much you're going to talk about, um, how divisive um, you're willing to be, how much you want to um, say the truth and, and, you know, risk the fallout. And so, you know, I think we made our feelings known well a couple of days ago when we came on the air and talked about um, the death of George Floyd. Uh, but we've talked about our show as an oasis for a long time, um, especially in the 2016 presidential election when things got so uh, contentious, especially between Christians. It was a time of real grief for you and I, John, and a lot of soul searching, and we had to figure out what we were going to do on the air. It's not that we don't have our political perspectives. It's not that we don't vote. It's not that we don't care. But we um, decided that it was going to be something that we were going to stop talking about on, on our radio show, simply because we value the unity of the body of believers more than anything else. Um, we want this show, you know, four to six weekdays to be a place where people who believe and people who don't believe can come together and talk openly um, about Jesus, about what the role of faith is in life and who we are understanding God to be. And that is a conversation that's gone on for over 10 years here on our show. And um, 
And so that's our main focus. It's not that we don't care about Minneapolis. It's not that we don't want to comment on Minneapolis. Um, it's not that we haven't talked about it a hundred times um, with our family members and friends. Um, but first off, our mission, um, our responsibility is uh, to be people who stand up for Jesus and um, and have a place for open dialogue from four to six weekdays. If that's disappointing to you or upsetting in some way, we've heard um, all sorts of comments in the last three days, people who didn't appreciate what we said about the death of George Floyd. And we're sorry about that, but you know, we are who we are and we say what we feel like we have to say, but we're not politics. Uh, we're not, uh, we're standing up for the gospel and we're standing up for people who are marginalized and we're doing the best we can. Um, but this is not a topic that we are going to discuss in minutia. It's just, it, we don't feel like it serves the body of Christ well, especially in times like this where people just don't seem, John, to be able to hear one another well in any sort of nuanced way. Right. Well said. So what, what can we do about Minneapolis? The bottom line is very little. Minneapolis is some 800 miles away from the city of Pittsburgh. However, what can I do about loving my neighbor? Right here. What can I do as the image of God in myself and as I see you, all of you, as also image bearers of God? Yes. How do I interact with you? What is my relationship with you, my neighbor, one-on-one here in the city of Pittsburgh and in western Pennsylvania? 800 miles is 800 miles. My heart breaks for that. Right. But here today, right now, as an image bearer of Jesus Christ in my life, as God that portends all of humanity, what can I do best to be loving, to be kind, mm-hmm. to be open, to be honest, be, to be truthful, to help those in need, and to come back to that as often as I can, to forget about myself and to focus on others? That's the call. Yeah, in Jesus' name. We also want to be people who listen more than they talk, which I know is weird because our job is to talk, but our job more than that, each one of us is to listen. And so I spent three hours this morning reading every article I possibly could on what was going on in Minneapolis. And so I have heard a lot of things and I'm just not going to say much today because I feel like I don't have the wisdom to guide you as listeners through this. And I would much rather see you reach out in the name of Jesus to someone of a different skin color than you in your neighborhood, in your church, in Pittsburgh, and make a difference one-to-one, because I believe, truly, that is the only way forward. Right. And with all that, of course, prayer, and peace be with you within that prayer. That's the best that we have. And of course, that's not so bad at all. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ in all of our lives. So we pray for peace. We act as peacemakers. We see each other as the bearer in the image of God. And we move forward in our lives. All that swirls around us, all the anger, all the resentment, all the turmoil, all the tears, all the destruction. I see that. I recognize that. I know what that's about. And I know why why it is the way it is. But it is a broken and sinful world. And what can I do only but to surrender to my own insanity, my own ego, all of that, And instead, take myself to the cross of Calvary and submit myself before the Lord of the universe. That's the only thing that we have control of right now. I can control that. I can't control Minneapolis. I can't control Kath. I can't control Mike. I can't control anything other than 
the tip of my tongue and the beating of my heart to assure that love comes from that, however difficult that may be. If you'd like to interact with us on email, you can always do that or reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. We will continue to talk um, about uh, life events and what's going on in the world, um, but our priority always the gospel of Jesus and the Amen. unity of believers. Um, so yeah. anyway, that's I think that's it. What do you say? We take a break. We got a good show for you. Uh, we're going to weave in and around Western Pennsylvania. One of our favorite guests is up next. Andy Masick will join us in a few minutes. Have you ever been involved in a time capsule, either making a time capsule or unbearing a time capsule? And boy, having that opportunity to sift through someone else's uh, uh, time and place in their lives. Stick around for that. It's the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, the Friday edition here on 101.5 Word FM. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. That's one thing we can say we have in common. We all have storms. But here's the wonderful news. The powerful one who rebuked the wind in the day of the disciples is the same powerful one who is with us in the midst of our storms. Hallelujah. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Jesus You May Not Know, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. I'm a wife. A sister. And a grandfather. I'm an office clerk. I'm a research analyst. Dance fitness instructor. Actor. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. To contribute my skills and talents. To show that my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Andy Masick is with us. Andy is the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in the Strip District here in the city of Pittsburgh. Andy, welcome back, friend. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. It's a beautiful day out there today. It's fabulous. It really is. Okay, Andy, so again, uh, I'm assuming uh, that the History Center continues to be closed. Is that true? Yes, we are closed, but we're planning on a July 1st reopening right now. Nice. We're Thanks. delighted that the uh, governor's given us the uh, uh, to go ahead with uh, going green beginning next Friday, but it's going to take us time to, to get reopened. I see. Okay. So in the midst of that, I'm sure that uh, the treasure trove, the attic at the History Center, you've uncovered many things. But today I'm excited because you're here to talk to us about something called time capsules. Talk to us about what a time capsule is and what you've uncovered here in Western PA. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting that that term time capsule wasn't even in our lexicon. It wasn't part of the dictionary until 1938. Hmm. And that's when a Westinghouse company uh, decided that they were going to plant 50 feet under the uh, World's Fair grounds in Flushing, New York, uh, a, a torpedo-shaped time capsule. It weighed uh, 800 pounds, and the marketing guy for Westinghouse, a guy named George Pendray, said, why don't we put in this tube, in, into this time capsule, uh, all of the things that we think are important today. Hmm. And they put everything from safety razors. You know, I'm not talking about electric razors. I'm talking about the kind of double-edged uh, bladed uh, razors that uh, men would use to keep from slicing their face to ribbons with a straight razor. Uh, they thought that was a big innovation. And yes. light bulbs, you know, light bulbs. Those, that was something. You didn't have to use kerosene or anything. So in 1938, uh, they came up with this term time capsule. But it turns out that Americans and people around the world, uh, whenever something momentous happened, an event or the opening of a new building, uh, people said we ought to commemorate this somehow so that people of the future will know uh, about us and about how important this was. So people started making these little copper boxes that were soldered and hermetically sealed, and in it they would uh, put uh, photographs and um, notes and uh, artifacts. John Brashear here in uh, Pittsburgh 
1895, built a new factory for his telescope making. He uh, he worked at Allegheny Observatory and was the best lens maker in the world at that time. And he put pieces of glass that he used to make lenses in there and photographs of the north really? side and notes from Andrew Carnegie. And he soldered them in this little copper box and they put it in the cornerstone of his factory. Well, this happened at Soldiers and Sailors Hall when they uh, built that in Oakland. At the mental hospital on the Monongahela, Dixmont, uh, they made a glass time capsule. It's like a bell jar that was sealed with uh, lead. And so time capsules have been around for a while. But now people are thinking, hey, maybe we can make our own time capsule and bury it in the backyard. Oh, that's fabulous. Okay, so one of the things that I've been talking to John and Mike a lot about is I feel dissatisfied that I haven't kept a diary since this whole, you know, COVID thing began because it's such a it's such a shocking moment in history and yet I was so immersed in so many other things, you know, like trying to maintain our show and figuring out how to do, you know, my job from home right. and having both of my children home and, you know, trying to figure out how we can all share the space in a house and all continue on with our lives. I mean, these are things that kind of took me away from the historical part of it, Andy. It's curious. You know, you're exactly right. Even though we've been home, we really haven't had time to be reflective. And uh, there are some people who are keeping journals. Other people are taking selfies or they're photo documenting using their iPhones. And many of them are sending those images to the History Center, where we have a virtual time capsule underway right now. You go to HeinzHistoryCenter.org, you can find out all about it. And so we are documenting this strange time in our history, uh, but it's going to be a virtual time capsule. And when you think about it, That's what museums are, after all. They're time capsules. They're places where memories are stored for future generations to discover. Right. Okay, Andy, so I'm I'm glad you brought up the idea of time capsules, because I think for everyone, there's something that captures the imagination, right? To, To sort of look back and see how people lived whether it's, you know, 25, 50, 100 years ago. I remember as a small boy in my hometown, there was a time capsule that was put in the um, local firehouse. And for mm-hmm. the town centennial, they took that cornerstone away and they brought the time capsule out to much great public anticipation. Uh, and I'm sure you can talk about this. You've seen this. The big disappointment was when they opened up the time capsule, Mother Nature had done her due diligence, and inside was a brown, soppy mess. <laughs> you know, the, the two things that are the killers of time capsules uh, are moisture and oxygen. So mm-hmm. oxygen is, you know, we breathe it. We love it. We need it. But when it comes to organic materials, they oxidize, they rust, or they, they deteriorate when they combine with oxygen. Uh, We're getting down to a chemistry and physics level uh, here, but uh, you've got to evacuate or create a vacuum in your time capsule. You've got to suck the air out of it if you want things to survive. The other key is having a good seal. You've got to keep 
the water out. And, uh, you know, this is what museums do every day. We have, we spend a lot of money on temperature uh, and humidity controls because we want uh, 45% to 50% relative humidity and we want about 70 degrees temperature and we don't want fluctuations that will lead to expansion and contraction of the objects inside the museum. Well, the same is true with a time capsule. Sure. You want as little change as possible. And in that case, things can last for centuries. So it's all about keeping the water out and uh, not having oxygen in there. So then, Andy, that original 1938 World's Fair Westinghouse time capsule, did that survive? Was it ever brought up to the surface? It was never brought up to the surface. It's still down there. We know exactly where it is. But they have a, a date on it. They don't want it to be opened for another uh, 4,000 years. 4,000 years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they were thinking way ahead. This That's thing cool. is hermetically sealed. No no oxygen, no water can get in there. It's made of cupro-nickel. It's, it's copper with nickel and chromium. And it's, so it's got the strength of steel, but it's got the nobility of copper. Uh, copper is considered a, a, a semi-noble metal. Uh, uh, gold is is the most noble uh, metal uh, we know of. It it won't rust or, or deteriorate. And so this uh, time capsule that they planted in 1939, 3839, uh, it is there for the ages. But know. most people can't can't wait five thousand years. Uh, know. You know, we wait we wait fifty years, maybe a hundred years uh, for a centennial or bicentennial, and then everyone's curiosity gets the best of them, <laughs> and they have to open it up. But but what, let me tell you, at the history center, uh, if uh, if you want to uh, attribute for someone in your family, we have a whole wall of time capsules. And they're hermetically sealed. And if you make a donation to the History Center, you get your name on one of these time capsules and you get to open it once a year. So you can bring the kids, the grandkids, uh, your friends. Uh, you can put things into your time capsule and take things out of your time capsule. Yeah, you can. There are people who put their baby shoes in there or their report card from fifth grade, the only really? time they ever got straight A's. And uh, their their military medals and uh, notes and photographs, and when the grandkids come and they uh, they get to handle grandpa's pocket watch or whatever it might be, and then they put little notes and things inside, and then our curators seal it up again, and they only get to open it once a year on on a day of their choosing. But if you want to have a time capsule. I encourage you to think of the Heinz History Center as the repository because it's going to be there forever. Oh, fabulous. What that a great so idea. Wonderful. Super wow. Cool. Hermetically sealed himself. We're mm -hmm. speaking with Andy Masick, president and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. Nice. Okay, Andy, let's move from time capsules to hair. Mm. Now, uh, I know that the History Center has lots of different displays of Western Pennsylvania over the ages. And of course, uh, hair is one of the features that comes with that, whether it's the Indians and their Mohawk or Franco Harris and his Afro, lots of hair there. 
there's lots of hair and you know we're all getting a little hairy we're all getting a little saggy around the uh, ears now kathy always looks beautiful uh, John, you're getting shaggy. Uh, I'm telling you. So uh, I think uh, we're we're starting to think. Well, how how do you how do I deal with all this hair? And how did people deal with it in the past? Yes. Yeah. And so we kind of looked back away a, a, a couple hundred years, and you know, in George Washington's day, men wore their hair long. Uh, in fact, most uh, put it in a queue or a ponytail in the back. Uh, some men who didn't have very thick hair uh, wore wigs, uh, powdered uh, wigs. George Washington never did. He had beautiful auburn-colored uh, hair, and he had a strong head of hair, and, and he pulled it back, uh, as did Thomas Jefferson and, and others of his uh, day. Uh, so men uh, uh, from European traditions uh, generally wore a ponytail. Now, huh. American Indian men here at the forks of the Ohio, as they call uh, this place 250 years ago, they tended to pluck the hair on the top of their head using clamshells or uh, some sort of uh, bone tweezers. Uh, They didn't have sharp enough tools to really get a close shave uh, until Europeans brought iron and uh, other uh, steel uh, razors. Uh, so they tended to pluck their hair, but they would leave a square patch on the crown of their head and they'd let their scalp lock grow long. So the scalp lock could be 12 inches, even 15 inches uh, long, sometimes braided. Um, and they're sending a message to, to their enemies. Here I am. Come and get me if you're man enough, because uh, here's my scalp lock, because I know that's what, what you want. Now, their wives um, let their hair grow long, generally speaking, and they didn't braid them into two braids, as we often see uh, with Plains Indian people uh, a century later. But here at the Forks of the Ohio 200 years ago, they would let their hair grow long, and then they pull it like a, a ponytail again. They'd fold it back on itself twice and put a, a metal or uh, maybe a porcupine pole clasp on it and so when europeans came they said it looked like the women had a lobster tail on the back of their their head Mm. really but over time hairstyles change obviously and so by the time of the civil war when abraham lincoln arrived here in pittsburgh in february of 1861 uh he was just starting to grow his beard because he had been naked faced all during the election of 1860, mm-hmm. and uh, he never he, he knew that there was a trend for uh, men to wear beards, beginning in the 1850s or so, and uh, but he he never adopted that new trend until he got a letter from a little girl in uh, Westfield, New York. Uh, her name was Gracie Bedell. She was uh, 11 years old, and she wrote. Uh, Lincoln a letter while he was running for president and said something like, dear Mr. Lincoln, I really like you. Uh, I hope you become president. Uh, And uh, I could get my father and my brothers to vote for you if you weren't so ugly. Um, Why don't you let your chin whiskers grow? Uh, Because all the ladies love uh, whiskers and uh, they would tease their husbands to vote for you. And so Lincoln carried this letter that this little girl wrote in his breast pocket. 
and at parties and at whistle stops, you know, he'd pull it out and he'd show it to people and he'd say, what do you think? Should I, should I do the beard thing? You know, what? he was afraid it would uh, uh, be an affectation and that, that, that people would make fun of him. But as soon as he was elected, he started growing his beard. And by the time he got to Pittsburgh, it was just starting to bush out a little bit and people commented uh, on it and it became his trademark. Everybody wow. knew that Lincoln beard didn't have a mustache, just, you know, just the chin whiskers going into his sideburns. His general, uh, Burnsides, uh, wore the big bushy sideburns that kind of morphed into his mustache. They called those Burnsides. And so the middle of the 19th century was a hairy time. Fabulous. And then we got clean shaven again. And then... By the 1960s, uh, by the time the cowsills come out with the uh, song Hair, uh, and there was a, a Broadway production of Hair, well, there were hippies and people were growing out their hair. Way the too black, much hair. Oh, yeah. Black is Beautiful movement encouraged um, Afros, uh, you know, just let it grow. And Franco Harris, of course, uh, in 1972, uh, threw out his fro, uh, and that was big news because uh, it was great seeing him kind of cram that Steelers helmet down uh, over this big afro, and then when you'd uh, take it off, it would all kind of twang out uh, again. Uh, and and people had fun with their hair in the 1960s and 70s, and uh, now today. We're uh, we're trying to figure out what to do with our hair. Do we right. pony it, or do we uh, do we crop it? Uh, and uh, will you let your wife or husband cut your hair? I, Listen, Andy, if if we weren't, I got to stop you here because of time. If we weren't moving to green next week, I think I'd start tweezing my own head. Oh my next gosh, week. I'd pay oh, yeah. to see that. I really is. would. Yeah. That's Andy Masick, That's the president and CEO of the Senator John's History Center. Andy, good news. July 1st is the open date. So uh, next time we talk, uh, hopefully you'll be up and running, and uh, the History Center will be open once again to the public. Thank you so much, as always, for the stories. You bet. We'll see you at the History Center. Looking forward to that. Andy Masick, Heinz History Center. We'll take a break. Come back. It's our uh, weekly This or That. Stick around. Uh, Kath and I are going to decide this or that. What do you like? As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. 
Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Chris Katolka here from the Friends of Israel Today radio program. And earlier this year, President Trump laid out a new Israeli-Palestinian peace plan that was different from any other Middle East peace plan offered before, leaving many people to wonder, whose land is it anyway? The Jewish people want it. The Arabs want it. Well, the booklet, Whose Land Is It Anyway? from the Friends of Israel will leave you with a clear, concise answer to who owns that land. You can get your copy today by giving a gift of any amount by going to foiradio.com. O-R-G. That's foiradio.org. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. With all the overtime our appliances have been taking on these last several weeks, it wouldn't be shocking if one called it quits. Silver lining? Maybe you wanted a new one anyway. Lowe's has you covered with 12-month special financing to help with the unexpected and up to 40% off select appliances, including the best brands to fit your style and budget. Plus, we'll even deliver for free. Download our app or shop lowes.com today. Offers valid through 6-3. Free local delivery and credit applies to appliances $2.99 or more. Subject to credit approval, exclusions apply. U.S. only. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Watch for a severe evening thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy, cooler tonight, low 54. Tomorrow, clouds and some sunshine, breezy and not as warm, high 70. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds, low 45. For Sunday, sunny and cool, high 64. Mostly sunny for Monday, high 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Very nice. Okay, it's our Friday feature, This or That. Kath and I have both compiled a list of 10 things. Uh, they really don't mean anything. There's not, we're they trying for sure to, don't. not uh-uh. an agenda. We're uh-uh. just saying this or that. Mm-hmm. Make a choice between one or the other, and we quickly run down the list. We try not to comment, and we just let it roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kath, do uh, you want me to go first? Or what you want to go no, first? No, I'd, li- I'd like to begin today, John. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Okay. This um, or like- that, ladies and gentlemen. John. Mm. Memorial Day or the 4th of July? Uh, Memorial Day. Grill or oven? Grill. Fireworks or live concert? Live concert. Picnic or restaurant? Picnic. Really? High school graduation, John, or college graduation? High school graduation. Okay. Uh, train station or bus stop? Oh, train station. Oh, wow. That was easy. Mm, yeah. Eye drop or self-administered shot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Eye drop. Mm, you've chosen eye drop. Uh, NASA, John, or SpaceX? <sighs> NASA. Mm-hmm. Gemini or Apollo? Apollo. Elon Musk or Grimes? Oh, Elon Musk. Okay. Very nice. This nice. or that, ladies and gentlemen, from mm-hmm. Kathy Emmons. Very strong. Okay, mm-hmm. Kathy, here are your 10. Okay. Garlic, curry. Garlic. Elon Musk or Richard Branson? <laughs> um, uh, Richard Branson. Oh, cold sore, toothache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'll take your toothache, John. All right. Social distancing, social security. <laughs> um. Well, one I want to do and one I hope I get. Um, <laughs> I think I'll go with Social Security. All righty. Coleslaw, Cole Porter. Uh, Cole Porter. Thank Very you. Very nice. Andy Warhol, Andy Gibb. Oh, Andy Gibb, Flowing Rivers. Oh, what the yes! heck? Yes, yes, yes. Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Carnegie. <laughs> um. Well, just on the basis of his extraordinary contributions to the Allegheny County, I will say Andrew Carnegie. Very nice. Pickle. Olive. Olive. Mm-hmm. All day long. Caramel corn. Caramel apple. Oh, caramel corn. All righty. The apples just get stuck in your teeth. Candle. Pomegranate. <laughs> I go pomegranate, John. Mike Pence, Mike Duffy. <laughs> I got Mike Duffy. There you go. Woo! That's this or that, the Friday edition. You just choose one or the other. Take a break and come back. Tim Muehlhoff is with us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about hate. Stick around for that conversation. Be right back. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Courtney Ramirez, who we are. That's truly who we are. No Hold On Me by Maddie Mullen. And Toby Mac, See the Light. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Thinking about life insurance? 
Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Brides come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. And at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress can be custom made to celebrate everyone, including hard to find plus sizes. High fashion, private label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no pressure, luxury shopping experience, complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate, and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful at urbbridal.com. From Biola University, Professor Tim Muehlhoff is back with us again. His latest book is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. But today, Tim Muehlhoff is here to talk to us about what things Christians should get angry about. Tim, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Uh, It's great to be with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure, always. Well, Tim, there's a lot of anger going around. A lot of it is well-founded. Um, a lot of it is too much, and we're all a part of it, whether we're, you know, spouting off at our spouse or we're, you know, giving our opinion on social media or whatever. It's hard to know how to do anger well. Boy, it really is. And I agree with your uh, assessment that anger is everywhere this day. One uh social critic said the problem with the internet is it keeps us in a perpetual state of being annoyed. Isn't that the truth? I think that's good. Yeah. And that annoyance often bleeds into anger. And I think Christians, we have an uneasy relationship with anger. We're not exactly sure what our relationship is to it. Uh, So Paul says in Ephesians chapter four, he says, in your anger, do not sin. sin. Yeah. So I think he's setting it up to say that there are certain forms of anger that are appropriate, and maybe even the absence of that anger could be a sin. So uh, Thomas Aquinas, who's one of the great ancient church philosophers, was careful to distinguish between anger, the passion, which is a part of normal human emotional makeup, and from wrath, which is the vice, which is anger in its sinful, excessive, misdirected form. And so I think Christians should be angry about things, particularly things that are tied to social justice issues. Mm-hmm. And if we're not pursuing those, I think it's a stain against the church. So one Aquinas scholar, she's a brilliant writer, said this, that proper anger um, fights for justice, and that improper anger fights for its own selfish cause, and that it fights dirty. And I, I think that's a nice distinction of, are we fighting for justice? And can we even fight for justice in ways that are dirty, ways that are inappropriate? And I think Paul gives us a list of inappropriate ways to fight 
with anger, and he says in Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and every form of malice, which is malice's Greek for words that are designed to specifically injure you or to hurt you. So is it possible to fight with anger for justice? And I would argue that the answer is yes. Yes. Okay, so... Focusing on that requires a giant leap of maturity and perhaps intellect to be able to do that thing well. Yeah, and I would say even uh, spiritual maturity, not just intellectual, because we could start off well. Like, let's take the uh, situation we're all thinking about is the tragic death of George Floyd, right, in Minnesota, where uh, we have video that was taken of a police officer uh, kneeling on his neck for nine minutes and him saying, I can't breathe. Uh, The Minneapolis mayor came out and said this was wrong at every level, that Floyd was a human being and his life should have mattered. And so let's say we start off, I think, being angry about this because this was an injustice. Even if the reason he was pulled over was okay, the way he was treated in that nine-minute snapshot we have of that video that was taken by a person's cell phone, that was an injustice. And so we can get angry about that. And let me just make a parenthetical comment. The church is regularly judged because we don't get angry. Like, like we get angry about certain things like pornography, abortion rights. And again, that's all legitimate. But we are absolutely silent when it comes to other sins like sexism and racism. And I think, I think the world notices that you guys only get mad about select things, and you're strangely silent when it comes to things that have to do with sexist attitudes or with uh, racial attitudes. And I, I'm fearful that we're a little bit silent here when it comes comes to this George Floyd situation. So, Tim, what does that look like then? I mean, if the church was to respond appropriately, I mean, the church should not be getting up and caught up in the 24-hour news cycle, right? It's not as though the church is going to respond from the pulpit to CNN. Well, but I think we—so uh, you're right. I, I think we have to be very wise how to use the news cycle, but I think we use the news cycle. Uh, I think we join protests. Now, again, immediately when the protests become looting and um, attacking uh, police or the National Guard, if they're called out, okay, then then we retreat from that. We say, listen, this is misappropriated anger. Uh, This is exactly what the Bible prohibits, so we pull away from that. But I do think I'd like to see more Christians out there in peaceful protests. I wonder if a church couldn't rally and say, okay, it's time for us to join our brothers and sisters in Minneapolis. It's time for us to call our representatives and to say, listen, this life did matter. He was made in the image of God, and it mattered. And we want to voice our displeasure, and maybe some of our more vocal Christian leaders use their platform to stand up with solidarity uh, and to say, this is not right, um, and we are going to fight against this. And so Uh, let's use the news cycle. Let's use media and be strategic uh, about it. I'm all for that. I I appreciate that. Uh, I think probably the problem with the church is, especially, you know, uh, from a Presbyterian perspective or whatever, there's no central authority, right? So everything's fragmented. There's no central response to what's happening. But I I think that's a positive, not necessarily a negative. Uh, So in other words, if you're not denominationally linked, then you, you... 
then it's you, the elders, and the, the wishes of the congregation that can stand up. Now, I do think, John, we speak with a louder voice when whole denominations get involved yes. uh, and speak with it, but that takes time. I think we need to be a little bit more fluid than that. So, so uh, I think just like we, we, in a moment's notice, we um, got up as a Christian voice and appropriately mourned the passing of Ravi Zacharias, appropriately yes. did so. And many pastors got up in pulpits and mourned that loss, and I saw many pieces well-written, my president of Biola University being one of them. So let's be that fluid in coming up and saying, this life mattered, and we are angry about this. And um, this has been going on for a long time, these racial uh, undercurrents. And so we want you to know God is the God of all, and to stand up for that, I think we need to do that uh, and have peaceful protests, peaceful vigils, prayer times, right, pulling together whole communities, both Christian and non-Christian, to say we need to pray for the unrest that's happening, just like we'd pray for Mm COVID-19, but that we'd pray for the the unrest that we're seeing. And and the world, I, I did all my grad work at UNC Chapel Hill, and the number one stereotype about us was we just don't care about what happens outside the Christian community. We don't. We're silent. And we need to step up, I think, and raise our angry voices appropriately um, and use our voice. I'll take that. That's very good. Well said. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff with us, professor of communication at Biola University, author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. Um, I guess that's what you know we're all coming to grips with in uh, different ways, is the post-Christian uh, world that we're seeing. And I, I don't know, I, Tim, I have a hard time. Um, John and I talked about this at the start of our, our show today, and we're going to talk about it at five o'clock as well. It's hard to know um, what to say, because it seems as if whatever we express is going to be hurtful to somebody. Um, it's hard to feel like you are completely informed on an issue when it's so volatile and because there are so many perspectives. Um, I think the bottom line for John and I is that I don't know how you can look at the George Floyd video without saying that it's murder. I don't, I, I mean, I sat there, I watched it three times beginning to end and I thought, I don't, I don't see that there's another side to the story. Um, at the same time, man, I got chewed out in a voicemail by a policeman who heard me talking mm. and uh, the other day, and he said, you have no idea. You have no idea what we suffer on a daily basis. You don't know what my job is. You don't know the choices I have to make. You don't know anything about my my life and my career, and you just tore me apart on the radio. I, I mean, it, it's, it's hard for us to – I guess what I'm saying, Tim, is I want to speak well, and I want to speak truthfully. And it's difficult. Yeah, Kathy, I, I completely agree. And um, we have some police officers who go to our church. They're remarkable people. And what they put up with on a daily basis in a place like Brea, my goodness, let me imagine in hot spots, the, the, right. the stuff that they see on a daily basis. So I think we just say that. I, I think we say, listen, our admiration for police officers, people who do things that we really don't want to do, our admiration for them could not be higher. But there are moments that all of us fall short of our ideals. And we think this is one of those times. This does not negate the contributions of police officers. um, But we feel like 
based on this nine-minute video. And I would add to that, Kathy, the condemnation that's coming within the police department, coming from other mm-hmm. um, police right. of chi- chief of police, other politicians, Democrats and Republicans, to say that in no way is this a blanket um, condemnation of police. That, that would be silly. But we are very concerned, just like with the mayor of Minneapolis and with this person and this person and this person, we are concerned about what we saw. Now, maybe something will come out yes. in the future, but right now, based on this video, our anger is just. And we- All right. Tim, thanks an awful lot. we got to leave. Tim uh, Muehlhoff from Biola University, his latest book, is called The Reality of Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim Muehlhoff. We'll take a break. Be right back. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. I called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel their timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Well, these are difficult times, aren't they? Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that many months ago, this station and Bible League agreed to address the other pandemic, and that's the severe shortage of Bibles available to Christians in Asia. In fact, watchdog groups will tell us that arguably this is the most difficult region of the world to live out your Christian faith, and at Bible League, we've determined that as few as one Christian in ten has a Bible. What's that mean? It means that most evangelical Christians in Asia have not been able during this pandemic to open their Bibles and read for themselves. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. But we've determined to do something about it through this campaign, Fan the Flame. You know, our goal is to send Bibles to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia, but frankly, we're far from this goal, and we must wrap up soon. $5 cents a Bible. Please make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give generously at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring. 
We're in the final days of our Bible League campaign. All throughout month, we've been talking about the Bible League. We are well short of our goal. And our hope is this, is if you're a Bible reader, a Bible lover, you would pass along that beautiful gift to someone that you'll never meet. Mm-hmm. The number to call was 1-800-YES-WORD. 1-800-YES-WORD. Of course, online at wordfm.com. You'll see the Bible League banner at the top of the page. For a one-time gift of $100, 20 Bibles will be delivered to a country and people will know Jesus Christ. Of course, they do something called Christianity 101, and they teach people the very basics of what it is to know Christ in your life and in your heart. We'd encourage you to go to wordfm.com to find out more about the Bible League. But if you already know, help us with this yeah. goal. We're looking for 5,000 Bibles. Right now, we got about 1,000 Bibles into the bank. So we really need your help. one 800 Yes, word is the number to call. The campaign will end finally on Sunday. Hey, listen, this is a hard time to ask for money. You know, we totally get that. And so if you're out of a job, if you don't have cash, we are not asking you to give. But if you do, if you are a person who's been blessed at this time, gosh, we would love for you to give money to the Bible League. Both John and I have traveled with them. I spent more than a week in Indonesia in February, and I can't tell you the effectiveness of this organization. 1-800-YES-WORD. Give your best or go Go online, wordfm.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. U.S. Attorney General William Barr says he's confident justice will be served. After the restraint death of a black man in Minneapolis police custody, Barr said in a statement that the videos of George Floyd's death were harrowing to watch and deeply disturbing. White police officer Derek Chauvin has been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. President Trump has announced that the U.S. will be terminating its relationship with the World Health Organization. He said the WHO failed to adequately respond to the coronavirus because China has total control over the global organization. He noted that the U.S. contributes about $450 million to the world body, while China provides about $40 million. The stock market erased an early drop and ended mixed. The Dow lost 17 points. The Nasdaq gained 120, and the S&P was up 14. This is SRN News. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth. There is another more conservative way to plan for income without all the risk, using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income kit with five educational tools including david scranton's best-selling book 888-888-4176 the retirement income store where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? 
Don't worry. Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. With the coronavirus restrictions, the Prager Store Warehouse will be unable to ship items for a couple of weeks. So, I want to mention this. If you are wanting to listen to any audio program in the Prager Store without waiting for it to be sent to you, let me recommend joining PragerTopia Unlimited. In addition to being able to listen to my radio show commercial-free, PragerTopia Unlimited members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager Store, over 1,000 hours of streaming audio, almost everything I've recorded over the last 20 years, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, plus you'll have full access to all five books of my Torah teachings. It's all on demand. Stream any program, anytime on your phone, iPad, or computer. Plus, everyone who joins PragerTopia Unlimited gets a coupon code for 50% off an autographed copy of the Rational Bible, Genesis. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. Watch for a severe evening thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy, cooler tonight, low 54. Tomorrow, clouds and some sunshine, breezy and not as warm, high 70. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds, low 45. For Sunday, sunny and cool, high 64. Mostly sunny for Monday, high 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. This Friday, 29th of May. Man, this uh, this month, uh, as weird as it was, Mm -hmm. went by super, super fast, did it not? I sure agree with that, John. Yep. So, Kath, uh, as we go to air, of course, uh, I think what everybody's thinking about, if you're tuning in to media at all, is you see the uh, the carnage that's happened in Minneapolis. Of course, the death of George Floyd earlier this week and uh, the backlash from that, the rioting, the burning, the looting, all that, and the government officials speaking out. Uh, of course, the president weighing in as well. Um, it's a topsy-turvy world. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make sense of it all, especially as a believer in Jesus Christ, to be that image bearer of Jesus, and at the same time to comment on something that is 800 miles away and you're still trying to make sense of. Yeah. On our show, John, we I mean, you and I have talked about this so many times off the air, countless times off the air, just trying to figure out how much we get into the news of the day, you know, how much we're going to be a news show, how much we're going to be an entertainment show. How much? And the bottom line is more than anything, we are a faith-based show. 
Um, and so we're willing to talk about anything. We'll take a go at current events or we'll take a go at science or we'll take a go at, you know, the sexual revolution or whatever it is. But at the heart of our show and hopefully in our hearts is the fact that we love Jesus most and we're trying to do our very best um, to follow him and to cultivate a family of people who listen to this show from four to six weekdays who um, are interested in following him as well. And John, it's really hard. We made our, our feelings about the um, the George Floyd murder very clear a couple days ago. I think it deserves to be said again that both of us watched the video from start to finish. I watched it multiple times, and there's no question in my mind that George Floyd was murdered. Yes, there's no um, doubt about it. It needs to be said that this is a recurrent pattern um, it, that we see in America that there are many people at fault for this pattern, uh, but it is a pattern that absolutely must stop. Yes. Um, but commenting on what's happening in Minnesota, following along with all of that, I just, I don't know, John, we just, we want this to be a place where, where believers can unify. And if we get into politics on a daily basis, I just feel like um, we're kind of getting away from the core of what we do. Right. However, we should speak. And as our last guest during the four o'clock hour talked about this, we as Christians should speak about this and then we should act about it as well. So is racism at a breaking point? I, I don't know about that. Know. Uh, we live in a country right now that is, you know, I remember years ago when President Obama was sworn in as the first African-American president, people were rejoicing that we were living in a post-racial age. Well, of course, you and I know that nothing's further from the truth. No. We are as racially divided as we've ever been in this country. And uh, if you're a white person walking in a white person's shoes, it's hard to understand uh, the world's perspective from a black person walking in a black person's shoes. I mean, you've seen this, you know, uh, birding while black. I mean, who would ever think of such a thing, right? Um, we can't comprehend what it is to have a black person's skin if you're a white person. You just can't. And at the same time, the systematic racism that uh, has existed in this country for 400 years, you can't deny that either. Uh, as complex as it is, to look at the black experience or what it is to be a black man or woman in this country. How can I comment on that effectively right. from my white point of view? Right. I just can't. I do know in my own heart, my own anger, my own fear, my own failings as a person to look at what it is to be white and versus black in America. And in many ways it is a versus thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because how I was raised in Swiss Vale in the 1960s and seventies is different than, you know, a black person was raised in Swiss Vale in the 1960s and seventies. That's what I go off of in many ways, right? How I was raised, what my parents taught me, how I think about things, how I think about myself and myself as a white person in America. Yeah. It's a brutal, hard time we live in. It really is. I, and, you know, you said this at the top of our four o'clock hour when we first talked about this, John. And that is that, you know, we can't do anything about what's going on in Minneapolis right now. Um, but and if and I think if we invest too much energy in what's going on in Minneapolis that we can't control, then we're losing opportunities to reach out to people who have different skin colors in our neighborhood right. because we only have so much margin in life. Sure. And I think that's one of the tricks that the media and our social media world plays on us is we invest all of our emotion in things that are far away. And then the things that really matter, the people that really matter, the people who have a different skin color than you, who need you to reach out and say something 
don't hear from you because you're too tired. You're too exhausted from everything else that you're seeing online. We have to somehow stop that. And I, I mean, I have no answers. I have no, I'm not an authority in any way, shape or form on this. I just want to listen more than I talk. And I just want to reach out to the people I love and try to become who Jesus wants me to be. I'm into that. I mean, I and we know this to be true, that what my perspective is, is a tiny piece of the whole story. I can't, I can't envelop or I can't comprehend the full sweep of the story. What I can comprehend is only my place in this world and how I act and then react to what goes on. Right. I mean, I just can't. So Minneapolis, 800 miles away. What I can do is I can surrender myself and all my discombobulation, all my anger, all my fear, all my resentment, all of my holiness and goodness and truth, all of my generosity and kindness. And I can project that on the rest of the world. I can't control Minneapolis. I can control my heart. I can control my life. I can control how I respond to my wife, to my children, to my neighbor next door, to the people that I see at the giant eagle, to the people that I love at church, to all the people that I work with, all that. That's the only thing I can control. White, black, yellow, that's all I've got. And I grieve at the horror of what it is to be alive in the 21st century and to know that people are crazy and act out in all sorts of inhumane and vile ways. We are surrounded in a dark and ugly world. And of course, you knew that from the time of Adam and Eve. And here we are in the 21st century. So how do we respond? Right. And if you're listening to the show and you're disappointed that, that we're not going to be doing Minneapolis stem to stern today, it's just, no, no. it's not the kind of show that this is. And we are longing to provide an oasis for people who are tired of all the political yelling and wrangling and everything else. And of course, this will descend into politics like everything else does. No, um, is. And so I don't know. I hope you can count on us to be people who are honest about what we think and are trying to put God first in our lives and really mm. care about you as a listener and are hoping that the guests that we bring you and the conversation that we have encourages you along your path uh, as you follow after Jesus. And if you've oh never, God. if you've never known Jesus, if you think this is a lot of like really weird religious talk and you're just tuning into the radio, all I can tell you is that um, we are people who believe and we're people that are doing our best to figure it out in very, very hard times. Yes. So if you're looking for honesty, you'll get it here. If you're looking for the full-bodied political perspective, uh, you're not. It's not there. So for all of us, we are known as being created in the image of God. So if Jesus was with us now, created in the image of God, what would his response be? Right. If you're in your Bible enough, I think you have a good understanding of how Jesus would see this. And I'm not going to try to trite it down to what would Jesus do, however good and well-intentioned that is. But I think we know. Formed in the image of God, what is our response to anger, to racism, to hatred? Let's take a break. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about the garden. We're surrounded on a gorgeous spring day. Let's talk with Doug Oster about what's the what's growing outside. Stick around for that.
Well, Friday afternoon, we're always happy to check in during the five o'clock hour with Marsha from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh, how are things down on the farm? Hi, guys. They're great. How are you two doing? Not too good. bad. Pretty good yeah. for a nice spring day. I mean, it's a Friday afternoon, so how can we complain? It's beautiful, yes. It surely is. So what's going on? What are you thinking about? Well, I'm just thinking, I'm just really, really thankful because, um, you know, there's there's been a lot of scary stuff going on, and and people have just come out in droves and been supporting local, our local, you know, their local farm mm-hmm. and this local business and family business. And we've been able to stay open the whole time. And we've actually been really busy. And we're just um, really thankful for that kind of support and thankful that, um, you know, just that people have been there for us. And we're excited to serve them, excited to still be milking the cows and pasteurizing, homogenizing the milk and we're still cooking. People come in and um, take food home for supper, and it sounds like maybe pretty soon they'll get to sit inside the store, too. And so we're just having thankful spirits today. That's mm-hmm. fabulous. Well, Marcia, I mean, not to be, you know, uh, puffy or disingenuous, but the truth of the matter is the Spring House has been long part of the community. And so you've served thousands and thousands of families for many decades. Of course, people are going to love you because in many ways you're home for people Right? Heart and home and good food. Thanks, John. Made me cry. (laughs) So if people want to come down to the spring house, you're still open, of course, and specials are there, and soon you'll be open for everybody to walk in the store. Yep, we will be. We're open until 7 every night. You can check out our menu for this weekend online and come see us. Fabulous. It's good food and great people. It's the spring house. Stop on by and eat well. Greater Pittsburgh. Heating and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend with the best new music new New music new music from francesca battistelli this could change everything this could change everything over and over by riley clemens and danny goki love god love people The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. 
I've been uh, feeling a little bad because uh, as Doug Oster has joined us over the last several months, he's been talking about that target date of planting by Memorial Day. Right. And look, Memorial Day is come and gone. In my yard, there's nothing growing at all. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some grass back there, but I've got no tomato plants, nothing else of note. So uh, Doug Oster with us. Doug, have we missed the boat if we've not yet planted? No, no, there's still plenty of time to plant. Uh, I always tell people that, yeah, you'd love to have your stuff in Memorial Day weekend, but it doesn't always work out that way. And actually, spreading out the season, planting, you know, every weekend is 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 going to be a great way to grow because when you plant everything that one day, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. So there's still time. Don't worry about it. And, boy, the nurseries have been packed. I don't know if you guys have driven by or been to any of them. It's crazy out there. People are really gardening more than we've we've seen in a long, long time. Very nice. L- Listen, Doug. I decided uh, to. We had some time. We had some time off last week, and so I decided I would commit myself to my yard. And I went to the garden center on Friday. So it was the Friday before Memorial Day. Oh. I'm telling you, eighty percent of it was gone. I mean, there was like 20% stock. I could not get over how many people had already been out and gotten all their stuff done. Well, there's good news because the the stuff keeps getting shipped in uh, in in giant yeah. in giant giant racks. I mean, again, I've I've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> and when I go to a nursery and I see like ten giant racks, each one holding probably a hundred flats, c- coming in, you know, every three or four days, this is this is unbelievable. So. You, it might take a couple trips. It might take a couple trips to a couple places, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, get with a gardening friend. Go out on mm-hmm. on Sunday Sunday and look around a little bit and see what you can find. Listen, I had such a terrific time. I'll give a little plug. I, I usually go to Brinkles uh, in the kind of North Hills North Side area. They do such a terrific job. And even though so many people had beat me to the punch and had taken care of their stock, they had so many gorgeous things. So you know, uh, my yard. I feel like I'm pretty much done for the year. Like I feel good about. It. I mean, what? not really? that I'm not going to be out there weeding and whatever, but I, for the first time in the last three or four years, Doug, I feel like you might come here and be just a tiny bit proud of me. I'm I'm very proud of you, and since you're done planting your garden, I've got so much stuff to plant. It's unbelievable. No, no, no. You should come over to my garden, and I can no, no. yeah, I can teach you how oh. to how to dig, how to put the compost in, good. how to put the plant in. That would be good uh, because compare now. Listen to me. I need to make this clear to the listening audience and everyone watching around right now on Facebook. Your garden and my garden are in two different stratospheres. I'm sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. As long as you love your garden, as long as you love your garden, that's all that matters. That's the thing, right? Okay, so for people who've never gardened, you know, talk about loving your your little plot of land, whether it's a tiny plot or you've got a couple acres. You know, if you haven't gardened before, you're just getting to it. The number one thing we always talk about is is improving that soil. And so when you do go get your plants, also invest in a a couple bags of, of good compost. They're five, six bucks a piece. And every time you're planting something, whether it's in a container or in the garden, just dig a little bit of that stuff in there, and that's going to give you the green thumb. And plant what you love. I'm asked so often, like, what should I plant? What should I plant? Well, it has to be something that, that you see that you, you fall in love with. It could mm-hmm. just be the name of a plant. You know, uh, Heart of Italy is a tomato I grow, and that was just found at a nursery by my daughter, and my wife's Italian. She's just like, Look, Dad, Heart of Italy, Mom will like that. Well, that's the only reason I planted it, and now every year I plant it because I've discovered this 
tomato that I love more than any other. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so, Doug, talk to us about um, about basil and tomatoes together. I mean, okay, so, I mean, when I was a kid, my mom had, you know, just a, a windowsill where she would plant basil, and she'd pop that, you know, into her cooking. Um, people still do this, right? Gardening containers with small, you know, kitchen uh, plants. Oh, the smell of basil in the summer, there's just, there's nothing like it when you brush against uh. it. That That is the true, true aroma of, of summer. I want to talk about this basil. It's, it's just released this year. It's called Everleaf Emerald Towers. Uh, it's, it's resistant to this disease uh, called basil downy mildew. that has been a problem the last few years just because it's been so wet, and it, it doesn't like to flower. When basil flowers, it changes the flavor. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it different. But a friend of mine grew it last year. She's a garden writer and tested it against all these other basils, blind taste test with heirloom tomatoes, and it was unanimous. Everyone picked this basil. And so I'm growing it already. I, I've found some plants. I know two places for sure that have it, but your local nursery might have it. Han Nursery in the North Hills and Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse down in the south in Bridgeville area. Uh, I know they have it, but I'm sure your, your local uh, nursery might have it. Uh, but it, the texture is what, what, what it's so, and flavor is so amazing. I just mm. recommend that you, you track this down. If you love basil, find this basil. It's a, it's a new introduction, and I, I'm so excited with it. Just the little plants that I put in, the little, little things I snipped off the top, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Because sometimes when you make a, like a sauce with basil and tomatoes, the basil is the last thing. It's still there. You're kind of chewing on it. This dissolves with the tomatoes, and oh, I'm telling you, this is a good basil. Everleaf Emerald Towers, and it grows like that. It grows like a tower. It's like okay, a, a Everly, wait, are you saying Everly like E V E R L Y? Uh Everleaf. So instead oh, of Everleaf. Yeah, it's a crazy name. Everleaf just means it won't bloom. But it that's a that's a positive for basil. Okay. It it's it's very resistant to blooming. So Everleaf Emerald Towers. Not oh, the right. best name in the world. And no. try and say it three times fast. But it is a great basil and I was just so excited to discover it. Okay. Excellent. Very nice. Terrific. All right. And so people, what about car, uh, people who want to garden, right, uh, in the small containers, Doug? People still, you know, in their apartments and whatnot, you can still find some time to put something, you know, a few seeds in a pot and see what springs out? Oh, no doubt about it. Anything that we grow in the garden, we can grow in a container. And there's a great formula. It's called the Thriller, Filler, and Spiller. And so in the center of the container is what we call the Thriller. It's one plant, and it's the star. It grows tall surrounded by this filler, which is a little shorter, and then on the edges, a spiller that just kind of falls out over the, the edge of the container to soften it. And you can do that with flowers or vegetables. Mm. Uh, you, you, you find that one thriller, that thing, is, you just it's a stunner, and, and stick it in the middle, and then you work your other plants around it on the outside. I did one, actually, with uh, vegetables with that uh, Everleaf Emerald Towers in the center, then some peppers around it, and then some cucumbers to fall over the sides. So nice. anybody can do this. Oh, that's terrific. So that you don't need to have any particular background. You don't need to have all the right books or have grown up gardening, right, Doug? You know, especially right now because the weather is perfect. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that that I came on today <laughs> because I before I came on I was planting because rain's coming. And it's going to cool off. This is going to be a perfect weekend for planting. Find something that you love to grow. Put it in good soil. 
And as long as you don't let it dry out, that will give you the garden of your dreams. You'll be you'll be fine, and you'll be happy you did it. I'll tell you that. Very nice. Doug Oster's with us. Gardening with Doug. DougOster.com. DougOster.com. Find him on the web. Hey, Doug, um, I also know that this spring you've been offering uh, some planting and some gardening webinars, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I just finished my last webinar, but we're starting them up again here in June again, uh, and I'll be doing a, a weekly class. That's uh, all about what you're going to be doing week to week in the garden, and it's free for anybody on uh, Medicaid or has SNAP or WIC benefits, and we're having a ball doing it, and we're doing it on the computer, which is interesting. You know, I'm staring into a little green light and talking to 100 people, but we're having a lot of fun doing that. And all that information you can find at the website, DougOster.com, when the webinars are and what we're covering. The ones that we have done are all all taped, so you could watch them that way. And it's in conjunction with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. And, again, we're trying to help people grow their own food. That's the idea. Very nice. Wonderful. Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks for the encouragement. For those of us who are still a little intimidated by the gardening, you make things sound really easy. So always appreciate the presence here. get, Get planting, John. Get planting. All right, I promise you I will. This weekend <laughs> looks to be prime time. Gardening with Doug, DougOster.com. Uh, don't do as I say, but you know, get out there and have a good time in the dirt. Well, these are difficult times, aren't they? Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that many months ago, this station and Bible League agreed to address the other pandemic, and that's the severe shortage of Bibles available to Christians in Asia. In fact, watchdog groups will tell us that arguably this is the most difficult region of the world to live out your Christian faith, and at Bible League, we've determined that as few as one Christian in ten has a Bible. What's that mean? It means that most evangelical Christians in Asia have not been able during this pandemic to open their Bibles and read for themselves Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. But we've determined to do something about it through this campaign, Fan the Flame. You know, our goal is to send Bibles to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia. But frankly, we're far from this goal, and we must wrap up soon. $5 cents a Bible. Please make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give generously at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow Tiles, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. If you have a child, no matter what the age, unless you've homeschooled in the past, chances are your child right now is involved in some form of online learning. Well, here's the deal. Successful learning takes more than two computers. Both of Kath and I's kids go to Grove City College, and so we see firsthand the nature of what quality online education is. In these strange times, not the best way to go about learning, but making the best of an odd situation, that's Grove City College. Kath? 
I think one of the things that I've been so impressed by and thankful for, John, is the fact that the personalized approach and the personal relationships were already in place before all of this hit. So it wasn't like the professors had to you know, figure out who the students were and, boy, I got to make sure that I can come up with some kind of like interpersonal approach to them. No, that was already happening. And so when that's, you know, when they have history in that regard and then something like this emergency hits and they have to move to a different mode, it's awkward. It's weird. It takes a lot of adjustment, but really the relationship is already present. One day soon, hopefully this will all be over and kids will be back in school. We would encourage you to check out online Grove City College, its beautiful campus, but even more so a Christ-centered education from men and women who love to teach, love to learn. Look online, grovecitycollegegcc.edu. Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. 101.5 WORDF. FM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. Watch for a severe evening thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy, cooler tonight, low 54. Tomorrow, clouds and some sunshine, breezy and not as warm, high 70. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds, low 45. For Sunday, sunny and cool, high 64. Mostly sunny for Monday, high 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. All right, looks like we're getting hit with a heavy storm here flying in across uh, the western Pennsylvania. Hope wherever you are, you're staying safe, but... uh Holy smokes, yeah, yeah. I look like I'm stuck in a train tunnel. No, it's, it's dark and raining where Kath is. Really, really huh? dark where I am. I'm really? sorry for those of you watching Hi. us on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM or the ride home with Johnny Kathy. Look, I, I look like a specter. Yeah, I, I'm looking out the window. I got blue skies here. Right, show off. Blue skies shining mm-hmm. on me. Nothing blue skies from okay. now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, this is the final uh, couple of days of the final broadcast day of our Bible League campaign. We've been talking about this all through the month of May. Uh, our goal, our ask was that we would send 5,000 Bibles into Southeast Asia, 5,000 Bibles. Now we're currently at about 1,000 and some spare change. We are right. far, 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 far away from that goal. Now, of course, no one could have anticipated a global pandemic and the loss of 40 million jobs. So we understand uh, if you couldn't give, well, yeah, priorities are priorities. Are priorities. But however, if you can give, we would certainly appreciate it. And the Bible League would love it so much because even in the midst of downturns, ministries are still doing their work yeah. to bring people to Jesus Christ, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we do here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. And the Bible League has been a wonderful partner with us for many, many years. The ask is very simple, that around the world, people, shockingly, surprisingly, still don't have their very own hard copy of God's word, right? The mm-hmm. Bible that you and I go, I got that. I've got one, two, five, 15, 20. Some people, you know, Bibles in every room of their house. Most people in this world still don't have a hard copy. 
Now, the Bible League has been doing this since the 1930s. So from their warehouses and their ministry partners around the world, one person speaking to one person changes everyone. Mm-hmm. One Bible is just $5. Our basic ask is, how about you do 20 Bibles? That's $100. Yeah. People have joined us already at $1,000, which is fabulous. So on this final day, when you're thinking about your life and your blessing and how crazy and topsy-turvy and angry and disproportionately odd the world is, what brings us comfort and peace? The knowledge of Jesus Christ in our lives. Where would we be without Christ in our lives? Where would we be? Where would we be? Yes. And all John and I can tell you is how much we love this organization. We love the Bible League. We've both traveled with them. Uh, John, you were in you were in China. You were in uh, Ukraine. You were in Senegal, the Philippines uh, with Bible League. I just got back from a trip to Indonesia in February. And when you see how the Bible League materials are used on the ground by people who are unfamiliar with the Bible, first of all, or people that have a Bible but don't know how to read it, or people that have a Bible, know how to read it, but don't know what to do with it in the yeah. world, don't know how to apply their faith. When you see how consistent the Bible League is and how they care for people, how they reach out in their communities, often at great personal risk. I mean, all I can tell you is from my heart, I ask you to give to this organization, 1-800-YES-WORD, or find us online at wordfm.com. Yes, that's good. 1-800-YES-WORD, wordfm.com. We'll take a break, come back. We're going to do our our Friday feature called The Week in Review. What happened this week? What, What made you happy? What hacked you off? What did you eat? What did you, all these different things. We'll talk about that next. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. How do you know what the Bible says really happened? Well, that's the question at the heart of many arguments against the historical authenticity of the book of Jonah. Is it just a parable or is it really true? Well, that's what we discussed this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So why don't you hop aboard the Bible bus as we travel to Tarshish and witness firsthand Jonah's up and down struggle with God. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Thrift with a purpose at the grand reopening of City Mission Thrift Stores. Going on now. City Mission has been preparing stores with safety measures and disinfecting to protect shoppers and employees. Find lots of great items at the best deals while supporting City Mission programs for men, women, children, and veterans. All seven City Mission thrift stores have modified reopening hours Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, with a special senior citizen shopping hour, 9 to 10 a.m. For the store near you, visit citymission.org slash shop. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. 
Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk how would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses join mike battellini for the retirement and income radio show saturday mornings at 6 a.m and 11 30 a.m here on word you can also call mike battellini now for your complimentary customized retirement and income kit and 115 page retirement and income book at 844-449-SAFE that's 844-449-7233 it's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. Well, every Friday at this time, Kath and I take a look back at the last seven days, and we talk about various things that impacted us during this week. Kath does a turn, then I do a turn. So, Kath, what do you say? You want to go first? I think we should go first. My kid is with number one, please. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, sadly, everybody was talking about the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that three things, right? Uh, last week, we were talking about the, the death of uh, Aubrey Ahmad. Uh, then the thing in Central Park Ahmaud happened. Arbery. You mean Akbar Arbery? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm just here to supply the name. Thank you. And then, of course, what happened in Minneapolis. I mean, it's just the worst, isn't it? I think but everyone's talking yeah. about it. Uh, let us pray uh, as we walk down this road once again that uh, racism is at a breaking point, that uh, something changes in all of our lives, white, black, and otherwise. All right. Number two, Mike. What was a conversation that made you think? John? We were talking to Jerry Boyer yesterday, and Jerry uh, was talking about big crowd events are a um, economic small ball. And I, I know, of course, I'm the same way. I mean, I want to go watch the Pirates. Heck I'd yeah. love to go to see the Pens play in a, in a you know, Stanley Cup playoff game. But Jerry's saying, this shocked me, that uh, all these big events contribute 1% to the gross national product. I'm really surprised by that. Me too. I couldn't believe that number. Yeah. So, I mean, it made me think about, you know, so, the idea no, he of wasn't large public saying, gatherings. Let's make sure we say again, he wasn't saying those things are not important. He was saying if we're just looking from an economic perspective, just an economic perspective, not the things you want to do, not the things you love, not the things that make America, America. Yeah. Just the yeah. things that count economically, the big, uh, the big, you know, crowd things are not going to be the thing that brings us back. Right. People get hot. Don't get hot about that. Gosh, I mean, it's just, it's just a number. It is what it everything. is, right? Yeah. Gosh. All right. The conversation that made me think was also yesterday, John. Uh, we talked to Dr. Uh, Joshua Swamidas a little after that. I think it was at uh, 540 yesterday afternoon. He's written such a fascinating book about Adam and Eve. And, you know, you think, okay, well, everybody believes in Adam and Eve. They're the first two people on earth. Uh, that's the end of the story, right? But that's really not, that's the unbelievable beginning of the story. Like yeah. the littlest, tiniest little beginning of the story. He has so many 
fascinating things that he has researched um, based on archaeology, so many things that he has contemplated theologically, so many portions of scripture that he has analyzed and um, gotten expert uh, feedback on. And um, it's just, I don't know, it, every time he's on, I just am really fascinated. Yeah, so, Joshua Swami does. does. What, what's, the, what's the book called? The Genealogical? Yeah, the book is called, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, sorry, uh, oh no, it wasn't a 540 either. It was uh 515, I think. 515, except I can't get it to it right That's now. Okay. I'm the having genealogical trouble. of Adam I and th- Eve. I think I might like have that. a power surge going on based on the thunderstorm I'm in. I'm sorry, Uh-oh, I can't get to nice. it. Uh, okay. But Jonathan Swamidas, I can't think of the name of his book. Okay, Mike, what's next? What did you eat? Mm. Listen, what, what I, was it nailed down? Yeah, well, exactly. Okay, so I I, I tried this like a, it's not a marinade. It's like a it's like a cooking sauce you put on at the very end of your grilling, yeah. and it's a Bobby Flay's uh, apple ginger sauce something. I forget what it's called. Listen to me, it is one of the most delicious things I've made all summer, and I really? have cooked almost every day since this whole crazy wait, 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 experience wait, wait. started. Listen, it's super simple, and I can post it online if anybody's interested, but interested. all it is, are you ready? Apple yeah. jelly, which I know most people have never heard of. Apple jelly, fresh ginger, soy sauce, fresh thyme, and a lot of black pepper. Oh, I'd, I'd eat that. It will blow. Listen, I, we were so into it last night. No it kidding. was like it, 10 out of 10. What'd you have? What'd you put it on? Chicken. Oh, Boneless chicken nice. breasts on the grill. Excellent. Oh, okay, my gosh. Good. It was really epic. What about Wait, who's you? Who's the guy? Bobby who? Uh, Bobby Flay. Okay. Well, he's like a celebrity chef? Yep. All right. Bobby Flay. All right. Uh, I'll see your uh, glazed chicken, mm-hmm. and I'll raise you tortellini with cheese sauce and a very nice small uh, Italian salad. Like there's not enough cheese in the tortellini that you're going to put sauce on top. That sounds delicious. It's fabulous. Oh, uh, did you do that yourself? Uh, last night. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You did that yourself or your wife did it? Oh, last night. Yeah. What your wife or you? <laughs> Come on. It's like all of a sudden there's like a weather blip over there. I think that <laughs> no, means his wife did it. People. My wife did it. I didn't do it. You kidding me? Here. Yeah. She brings out the tray. The only cooking you're down. doing is taking your little tune out of your pouch. <laughs> it was fabulous. Cheese tortellini. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Next Mike. What did you watch? We, as a family, do you have a problem? Most families are like this. When it comes time for families to sit down, nobody can what agree do you on anything. Watch? No one can agree. Nobody can no agree. No one can agree. Okay. So we're sitting down. We're going through the menu, which I, sometimes the menu selection takes longer than the movie. Oh, or the I know. Show. You think, okay. So we watched a thing that was 90 minutes and we uh, took 120 minutes to look exactly. through the options. Anyway, I stumbled upon this because I'm going to my kid. Come on, man. What, what do you, uh, when my kid was little, like a lot of little boys, he was obsessed with airplanes mm. and his chief obsession at the top of the airplane pile was the British world war two aircraft oh, called the spitfire. spitfire. Well, there is a documentary on Netflix about this plane. And I don't care if you're an aviation buff or not. It is so fabulous. Wow. And the people who designed it, built it, flew it, both men and women are in this documentary. And of course, the aerial shots are these beautiful images of this gorgeous plane over the English countryside in its verdant green. It's about an hour and a half long. 
Highly, highly recommended on Netflix. Just type in Spitfire and this documentary will come up. I loved it. Okay. I'm adding it to my list. That sounds awesome. And for you? Well, I started watching a TV show that I watched maybe five years ago uh, called White Collar. Um, it stars Matt Bomer and I can't think of the other guy's name and I'm, I really feel terrible about that um, because they both do such a terrific job. Anyway, it's a, it's a formulaic show. It's like, no. you know, whatever it's about white collar crime. Um, but I have to tell you, it's one of the few shows that is filmed on location in New York city. Really? And I had forgotten until I went back and watched it again, how beautiful it is to look at. What a gorgeous show. If you love New York, especially if you love old New York, yeah, yeah, there are so what? many gorgeous shots on a weekly basis on that show. They really, really? just did. They did New York City right. What's the era? Uh, current. Okay. Yeah. Current. Nice. They just really have done. A, a, Tim Decay is the other one. I couldn't okay. think of who the other star was. Matt White Bomer collar. and Tim Decay. White Collar. Anyway, if, if you love New York and you miss it, turn on this show and you're going to say, oh, wow, what a beautiful city. Excellent. Very good. Next. What hacked you off? I mean, I don't know what else I need to say. We watched somebody murdered on video this week. I can't think of anything that made me matter. What do you say? And, you know, I mean, in the media circus that we live in today, uh, I can't plug into all that because that just makes you crazy. Yeah. So uh, our advice to you is to pray. Yeah. and to do something of kindness and generosity for someone else. Next, Mike. What was the best news you heard this week? Rejoice when I see some good news. Can I tell you something, John? You Please. might not know this. I bet you do know this for crying out loud. This year's $1.3 million Templeton Prize has gone to <laughs> Francis Collins, the oh. director of the National Institutes of Health. I mean, do we love him, John? Oh, he's fabulous. I mean, he really he's, been is. On, he's been on our show very kindly a couple yes. times. He is a gentleman. He is an incredible scientist, and he has just served our country so very, very well. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's also the founder of the BioLogos Foundation, which is committed to an understanding between faith and science. I'm reading here from uh, Christianity Today. In a statement, Heather Templeton Dill, president of the John Templeton Foundation and granddaughter of the namesake benefactor, said this of Francis Collins, quote, He has encouraged greater curiosity, open-mindedness, and humility among scientists and religious believers with the aim of illuminating a pathway toward a sober and intellectually honest integration of the scientific and the spiritual. Oh, my gosh. Three cheers for just a terrific man, a wonderful career, and a fit winner of this year's Templeton Prize, Francis Collins. Very good. Best news I heard this week. Okay, here we are. It's May 29th. And what a really, I mean, right? It's a strange time we're living in. We started off May. It was cold and wet and cold and wet and cold and wet. Yes, Kathy, you were yes. wearing a blanket. I was so I mean, mad up until every day. last I was week. Like, I am freezing. Right. I look out the window right now uh, outside my backyard, and there is green mm. everywhere. Even the late blooming trees have finally bloomed. Isn't so the best wonderful? news for me this week is that the weather is warm. Some say too warm, but green, verdant green has finally arrived. So hallelujah to that. That's the best news, at least for the next several months. I love it. And that is the end. That's the week. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review.
This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Welcome back. The uh, the uh, rain is falling tremendously here. Kath, you still getting the storms? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Friday. All yeah. oh, this traffic's not backed up because of it, because, yeah, of course, there is no traffic. Exactly. Right? Hey, uh, this is um, uh, May 29th. We uh, work our Bible League campaign uh, with you, our awareness of that, until the end of the month, until the 31st. But we've been talking about Bible League all throughout the month of May. We are far from our goal. Of course, no one could have anticipated a global worldwide pandemic and more than 40 million people unemployed here in the United States of America. Having said that, we love the Bible League and their mission because for decades, they have helped millions and millions of people. This is not an exaggeration. Millions and millions of people come to faith in Jesus Christ because of that Bible. 
So in our your kindness and generosity, won't you buy a Bible or 10 or 20 or 500? One Bible is just $5. Our goal is this, that you would send $100, a one-time gift to the Bible League. That's uh, 20 Bibles. Won't you do that now? Some people have done a lot more. Some people have done less, whatever you can do, and make sure that the Bible League campaign ends on a very high note as more people get to know Jesus than ever before in this world. Let me tell you a story, John. When I was in Indonesia with the Bible League in February, we met with this um, group of church leaders. They worship in the middle of a really busy, busy, busy city um, in one of the um, heavily Muslim-quartered parts of uh, the island of Java. And these men that we spoke to are um, all executives, and they work in a uh, two office buildings that are pretty close to each other. And they started this a couple years ago. They decided that when the Muslim call to prayer happens, which is in the, I'm not sure which number it is in the day, but happens in the afternoon, they said that that was inspiring for them as Christians. And they thought, you know what, we need to make the most because people are leaving their office. They're taking time off. You know, if you're Islamic, you're going to go to pray. He said, so we were Christians and we thought, you know what, we need to go and do our thing. So they started doing Bible studies in their places of work. Whoa. So maybe not in, maybe it's in their cube or maybe it's down the hall in a conference or maybe it's in a lobby or wherever it is, but they use Bible league materials and they have met and developed relationships with so many Islamic people in that office building simply because they say, Hey, we saw you praying and we thought, you know what, why, why aren't we committed to Jesus in the same way that you're committed to Allah? Really and good. it has opened up so many opportunities for conversation. It's opened up the opportunities for people to come to know Jesus, for people to see the world in a different way. But it all happened because they had the materials that were supplied by the Bible League and they Fabulous. didn't have to come up with it themselves. It's a wonderful story. I mean, I, I let me take, can I tell you one more? Yeah, sure. Okay, how about this woman whose name is Deborah? Um, she's probably, I don't know, maybe she's late 40s, maybe she's early 50s. Her church is called the Passabon Church. It's at the top of a hill. It took us a whole maybe 90 minutes out of um, out of the city to get there. And we just climbed up and up and up and up and up in a Jeep. A couple times the Jeep actually couldn't make it any further, and we had to like back up <laughs> and like start over. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got to the tippy top of this hill. Uh, Deborah's church probably has, I don't know, 70, 80 people in it. Um, it's been burned to the ground eight different times by radicals that live in her community. Mm. But she is so committed to worshiping Jesus and bringing other people to know him that they just keep rebuilding this church. It's an open air thing. I've posted Fabulous. a lot of photographs of it on our Facebook page. But Deborah is a fierce, John, fierce woman of faith. And she has gathered around her, she said, at Jesus' example, 12 people who she pours her life into. Mm. And those 12 people go out into the community and love people into the kingdom of Jesus. Listen, with every threat against her, with every threat leveled against her church, she has gigantic speakers set up on every side of this open air church so the people in the community can know exactly what they're doing every Sunday when they gather 
for worship. She says, I am not afraid. I know who my future is. I know where my future is. And I am here to, pro- to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Listen, she uses Bible league materials. She would not be where she is if she did not have those materials. We are the ones who send them to her. We send Bibles in her language for her community and all the discipleship materials she needs for the 12 and for everybody in that community. Would you please come alongside us and send this material to Deborah who needs it so much. 1-800-YES-WORD, the Bible League. We love it. We love what they do and we love the people they serve. Or join us online, wordfm.com. Fabulous. I mean, to know yourself, right? Who were you before you became a believer in Jesus? And then something happened, and now you're a totally different creation Mm -hmm. in Jesus, right? A creation in Christ. So pass that gift along. We're done here for the week, and we love having you as part of our broadcast family. We read our Bibles. My guess is most of you are in some form or another reading your Bibles as well. So the last official act of your Friday, your week, won't you pass along Bibles to people who are waiting to have God's word for their very own? 1-800-YES-WORD. 1-800-YES-WORD or online at wordfm.com. Thanks for being with us this week. Yeah, it's just been, it's been a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot Mm. of difficulties and sadness. We're just happy you're along with us. We surely are. So pray, right? Pray for peace first in your own heart, with your own family. Become a neighbor to your neighbors. Give the best of yourself to the world in Jesus' name. And God willing, we'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.